time of year back to school back to school I think you're doing a jig I am uh, you know <laughs> it's I am feelings. and I'm not it's bittersweet because uh yes my kids need to go back to doing something every day except I try not to let them play on electronics too much but I'm not gonna lie this, this last couple of weeks I've been given in because it keeps them occupied and out of my hair you know what guys go for it but I'm not looking forward to waking up early if anybody knows me I'm not a morning person I know <laughs> she was actually texting me this morning at seven i was like wait is this the lauren lazelle i know because she don't text at seven i don't i had to get up for my daughter's dentist appointment Woo woo! yeah gosh well it's back everybody's in a mad rush i'm sure to get their school supplies oh, and get everything yeah. i don't have that issue because i have a homeschooler so it's different for me but i do have to do the college push so there's that, oh yeah which yeah. is a whole different beast in itself but they're more yeah. self-sufficient now i mean yeah. jacob's moving himself in except for god bless my sister and brother-in-law who moved his stuff out of his apartment for two weeks to move wow, him back nice in of them. to his apartment i know isn't it crazy yeah. that you could live in the same building have to move all your stuff out and then only to have to move it back in two weeks later. That sounds like a lot of extra work for no reason. It does. I don't know. It just so they could no clean sense. the building. Oh well. I'm like it's a. It, there's not that much stuff. Let's be real. No. It's like five boxes. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's whatever they want to do, right? Uh, well, they're in charge, so yeah, it is whatever they want to do. Well, today I'm super excited because we're going to be talking to Amber Horn. Amber Horn, who is a very dear friend of mine. She is a casting director based in Los Angeles, and she has cast many, many, many things. Um, we'll let her talk about that in a moment, but um, really excited. She works mostly with with kids. I mean, she does have adults, you know, projects as well, but mostly a lot of Disney and Nickelodeon stuff. Hi, everybody. We have Amber Horn, uh, a dear friend of mine, casting director based out of Los Angeles with us here today. Hi, Amber. Hi, Amber. Hi. Thank you guys so oh my much gosh. for having me. Lauren's one of my favorite people oh, well, on the planet. You're one of my favorite so people on the planet. <laughs> when she, oh gosh, when you ask me to do anything, I say yes, oh, please. You're the best. I just love you. Thank you. Well, I thank you for being on today. I am so happy you're our first casting director guest that we've had. And Ooh. so um, I I think everybody is in for such a treat because you, of all people, have such a great knowledge and a great way of relaying information to people. And you're so kind and generous Ooh. with your time and with your knowledge that, you know, everybody, I think, is in for a real treat today. So and I would contest to that because I've been in one of your workshops and you do oh. a great job, Amber. Yeah, you rock. You rock. Aww. And oh, she's just nice. like the nicest person ever. Can we just yeah, say that? Yeah, literally one of the nicest humans. Um, a lot of a lot of actors call you an angel on earth. Did you know that? Yes. <laughs> no, that yes. They're sweet. like, she's an angel walking on this earth. I've oh heard my that gosh, multiple that's times. so sweet. Yes. Because you are. You have the kindest heart. Oh. I'm telling you. Everybody loves you. And what's not to love? Oh. Well, let's get started. Let's, can we just briefly talk about how you got into casting and sort of kind of go yes. from there? Tell us. Tell us. So I loved casting before I even knew casting was a job. When I was little, I would watch the original Full House and I would notice like a kid sitting in a classroom in one episode and then I would see them like the next week on the Cosby show, like in a store. So I started paying attention to like guest star, mm -hmm. co-star roles, 
at a pretty young age watching Full House and The Cosby Show and Webster and seeing like so many different shows and recognizing, oh, that was the secretary on The Cosby Show. And, oh, you know, she's playing the school teacher on this show. Yes. So I paid attention. Um, I never wanted to be an actor mm -hmm. myself, but it was interesting that I always, you know, like everyone loved watching sitcoms. When I was a kid. Fast forward to college, I nominated myself as the casting director of a senior year film. I have a, a bachelor of I have Bachelor of Arts in Cinema from SMUs where I went to school. And when I went to go do our senior film, I nominated myself as the casting director and nobody Oh my gosh. Not one person. If they only knew now for me. <laughs> yeah, they vote they wanted me to be the producer of our little short film that we filmed in the garage at oh my, my God, parents' house. So yes. My mom actually has a cameo as like a board. Oh my. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> Which is really funny. That so we filmed at my dad's office. Yeah. So we did that movie and I kind of ended up doing a lot of the casting on that project and all of our little films we made. I always really enjoyed the casting process of, mm -hmm. of casting those films in school. And then when I graduated college, I got an internship at a production slash management company. A lot of management companies are also right. production companies. They'll have like a production arm. And so that was really interesting. Um, so that was in 2001 when I graduated, went to the inter I did an internship and then only like a couple weeks into the internship, the assistant quit for the main partner. There were two partners. So one of the partners and he was like, you <gasps> didn't even know my name, you on my desk. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess this is what I'm doing. So I became his assistant and in Hollywood, how it works is when you're an assistant, you're on, you listen in mm -hmm. to all the calls. So you're like on every call listening. And I heard like, several casting directors like call in. So I was interested. I learned a little bit more about what they do. Flash forward a couple of weeks later, 9-11 happened. That was crazy. Kind of reevaluated. I think everyone kind of reevaluated like what they yeah. were going to do with their lives. I did not like that job. The person I was working for, was not, it was not the healthiest environment um, to say it in a really, mm -hmm. really nice way. We've all nice been way. there. <laughs> and so... Um, yeah, so I quit like shortly after 9-11. I'm like, I'm just going to go to law school. And then I went home that Christmas and our house burned down. We had a water heater gas. Oh, my leak. Lord. The whole house burned down in, in Dallas, in Texas, like where I grew up. And my um, family had no place to live. And so they were living, we were living in like a hotel over the holidays. It happened the day before Christmas. My dad's uh, partner, he uh, is partners with a guy named Pat Riley. He used to coach the Lakers. He coached the Heat. He's the president of the Miami Heat. And so we went to their house in Florida for like an extended nice. day. And while we were there, they, um, his wife was like, well, what do you really want to do? And I'm like, well, I would love to, to work in casting. And she was like, okay, well, you know, let me make a couple of calls and see. So I, she got me an interview and they had gotten me an interview when I very first got to LA to uh, Bruckheimer Films. I interviewed with Christiane Reed, who was the head of production at the time. And she was so sweet. And she saw on my resume that I had like PA experience, like in college, I, I, I was a wardrobe PA of Miss Congeniality. And I'm actually also like featured with blue hair saying like mouthing, oh my God, when San Sandy Bullock comes over. <laughs> so um, they needed like extra people one day. Yeah, which is funny. And so then I like fast forward to, she set up another interview. I went back into Bruckheimer and they're really good friends with the Bruckheimers. And she was like, would you want to be Jonathan Littman's assistant? And I'm like, oh, I feel like I've kind of already done that. I was an assistant to someone. It's not really what I'm interested in. I really want to be in casting. And I felt like I'd shot myself in the foot saying that because they were offering me pretty wow. much a job. It just so happened their casting assistant on a Bruckheimer pilot had quit that week. They were like, can you meet this weekend the casting directors that are casting a pilot for us? So I met them on a Saturday. I started work on a Monday. First day on the job, 
<laughs> it was a producer director session for a pilot. It was called American Crime. My boss doesn't show up because there was a mudslide <gasps> in Malibu. Oh my gosh. So I'm there, never cast a thing in my life before, never read with an actor in my life other than college, really, like nothing professional. And boom, in walks like big name actors. And after the first actor, and I had to read with them and tape oh, them yeah. at the same time, mm -hmm. tape and read at the same time. And after the first one left, I was like, I'm so sorry. It's my first time. I've never done this before. And Christy Ann Reed, who was in there from Bruckheimer, she was like, just don't ever tell anyone. No one will ever know. They don't know if it's your millionth time yeah. or your first time. And so that was kind of how I got my first job in casting. I worked for that company for like seven years seven, eight years. And that's, and then I met my partner, Danielle, the writer strike happened like right around that time. Yep. 2007, 2008. And then Danielle and I had met working at the same casting company. And then the two of us were like, we need to work together. Long story short, the two of us started our company, I think in 2011, 2010 or 2011. And that first year, um, we had a movie go to Sundance. It Amazing. did really well. And so we just said yes to everything. Like anyone that wanted us to cast, I don't know, the Party City like movie, <laughs> we did, like whatever. We said yes to everyone. And then after like six months, we got our own little office. It was so tiny. We could hold oh my gosh. in the office. <laughs> so the tape, yeah, the taping area, we shared, we shared a black thing. We shared the internet with our neighbors. We, we used their printer. So we started out, that's kind of how we started our company. And now we've cast like over 60 movies and over 25 TV series and pilots. And Wow. So, Look yeah, at so that. Hey, Amber, for those people who don't know, can you name some of your most popular uh, shows or movies that you've casted? Sure. Oh, and it's, it's cast. cast. I know. So it's Oh, cast, I learned that right? lesson. And oftentimes people say like casting yes. agent, right? Really? But we're casting directors. That right? is Which funny. Is fun. Yes. Sometimes my husband will even say it. He'll be like the casting agent. I'm like, what? It's not, ah! it's not a casting not agent. Casting no. Agent. We fought hard for this <laughs> casting director. And it's been, I, for years, my mom would still be like casting agent. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not what it is. Which is funny. But yeah, we've cast a few popular things. Let's see. Uh, well, we won an Emmy. That was yeah. exciting. The first year of the pandemic for um, a, sh a cute show on Netflix called The Healing Powers of Dude. Let's see more popular ones. The show The 100, I guess, is popular. The OA was popular. On My Block, I think, was pretty popular. The Babysitter's Club was pretty popular. Zombies. I'm oh, yeah, Zombies. We've done a bunch of things for Disney Channel, like a bunch of um, shows and pilots and movies now. So we've done all free zombies. Yes. Movies. Andy Mac was on Disney Channel. That was really popular. It might be my favorite Thing. That and Babysitter's Club, two favorite things I've ever worked on because the creators um, and the team and the cast, it was just like such a good experience. Cast Nikki, Ricky, Dickie and Don, which is getting its like second second wind on Netflix right um, now, which is kind of fun. Yes. <laughs> and Lizzie Green is out here in Texas and um, I've been taping her for a number of years thanks to you sending her my way years ago. Yes, they're the best. Such a nice family. Her um, grandfather... And my grandfather worked at the Sears department store and they were best friends. And every Saturday they would have coffee together. And her grandfather actually drove my grandfather to the hospital when he got very sick before Aww. he passed away. So they were very, very close. And he used to tell me, oh, this little girl sings at my house all the time. Emson's granddaughter. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I met her in a workshop when she was nine. And it just so happened like a month later, I was casting the show and I was like, she has to audition. <laughs> it's <laughs> it like you have I a good pushed, eye or something. Like you're good at what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It was it was she was luck. I think it was a lot of luck and maybe God and you know the angels That's had so a big funny. thing to do with it. But he was telling me for years about this little girl that could sing and dance and act. It was just a goofball because her brother used to fix my grandpa's oh, computer all the time yes. too. 
So they were really, really close. And so when I met her, her, her mom came up to me at the end of the workshop and was like, I don't know if you know who I am, but my dad, Emson, is your grandfather's best friend. And I was like, what? Wow, look at that. So, Didn't the kind of the same thing happen with Milo Mannheim? Didn't you see him in a theater show or something? Or am I totally making this up? Yes, he invited me. Yeah, so he acted for about a month of his life. And he tried auditioning and he didn't like it. And one of those auditions happened to be oh with gosh. me. And he came in, I think he was like 13 or something. And he came in to read for this country music Disney pilot that um, ended up never, never going. He came in and he uh, wasn't right for the role. But at the end of it, he was like, I'm actually in a musical community theater um, in Culver City tonight, if you guys want to come. And we were at the time, my associate and I were like, yeah, his name's Steven Tyler Connor. He was like, let's do it. Let's go because we can maybe find more kids that can sing that could be right for the show. We were having a really hard time finding someone that was good at comedy and a country singer. He was like, yeah, I called his mom. His mom was waiting for us at the, um, I didn't know his mom was an actor. I had no idea who he was. Oh my God, that's um, so funny. And his mom was waiting for us. Yeah, Cameron yeah. Mineham, and we sat, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Cameron Mineham, yep, who's become a dear friend over that's the awesome. years now. And so she was waiting there for us and we sat with her. And then at the end of the show, the kids were like, it was Rent. It was a musical oh. Rent. And he was the lead, the lead guy in Rent. And everyone crazy at the end of the show he like flipped off a wall he had so so much charisma so a flash forward a couple years later like probably two years later we were starting to cast zombies and we were looking for someone to play this football player slash zombie yeah. guy I asked him to audition and they were like well he only auditioned for like a month like two years ago and I'm like oh but he's so great I saw his play and so it took a lot of convincing wow. and he made a self-tape and I remember I went over on, um, I sat on a golf cart on the Paramount lot because I was there picking up like holiday gifts, I think, <laughs> for Nikki Ricky. And I sat on a golf cart and walked him through um, making the self-tape because he'd never made one. And their friend, their family friend was making it like in their garage area that was kind of turned into a self-taping oh, wow. situation. And then like probably 10 auditions later, he was cast. But it was, uh, it was not exactly, the role wasn't what they had envisioned mm -hmm. initially. So it was um, really cool. But the one thing that I had that I kept saying about him to everyone during the process, I have seen little girls geek out over him. Right. I've seen him. I've seen the energy that he can create. And the, he has like like a really amazing infectious quality that makes right. people smile. And I'd witnessed that firsthand. And also you get super attached. Yes. You know, when you're helping actors, especially who don't have much experience at all, walk them through the process. And when you see them grow really, really fast. It's amazing. You just like keep, you know, cheering, yeah. cheering them on. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's great. Amber, can you let the audience know what are some things that you look at that might um, grab your attention in a self-tape? For me, gosh, I think that the biggest thing I would say is that when I'm reading like a movie or a TV show, I'll have like an idea of what I think might be awesome. I think that there's certain qualities that are important when we're going through the casting process of like writing the breakdown. We talk to the creator of the show, if it's TV or the studio or the director, if it's a movie to kind of find out like their vision, like how they see things, how they see the role. We try to put the things, the qualities that are the most important things to them in the first like sentence of the breakdown to really like focus on, hey, these things are really important. Must have one leg, must be able to sing, like whatever sure. the thing is that's, crucial to the role. When I start watching tapes, for me, I have a quality that I think that my producers will get excited about or that I think this person has it that's true like in their heart. Especially with young actors, like so often it's the writers who are looking for someone that they can write to for many years to come. So for example, 
if someone's a little bit more on the quiet side and they're a little bit more introverted, then and that's the quality that's really important to the character and this actor also has it. So my writers look to things like, oh, What's going to happen when they do the high dive scene? What quality is going to come through? What's going to happen when they have their first kiss? They know storylines like further down that I don't even mm -hmm. know, right? And there's some innate quality that's really important to this character that they also see in this actor really come through that they can play that really well. So I think that when I'm watching self-tapes, that's one thing that I'm really looking for. What's the quality? Like, how would I describe this person in like two to three words? What um, is something that they might have in common? Like, why my team like might respond to them? And oftentimes I'm totally wrong. <laughs> I'll send tapes and the team or whoever will be like, no, not at all how I saw this. And so it's kind of a creative process as the process goes on. I learn more and more what's really important to my creators as I'm watching tapes, as the process keeps going on then I'll really like try to like hone in on whatever those qualities are. Yeah. Excellent. And also we send like sentences about everyone. Like I like to send like one or two sentences of why I'm showing this tape to my producers. So what does this person have? Why do I or my partner, Danielle, why do we think that this person would be great to play this role? And oftentimes it'll be um, something that we just know about them, like from auditioning them for years and years. We know that they actually ride horses or we know that they have a brother who's disabled or we, we know something about them that we think would make them a, a really great candidate for our producers to consider. So, yeah. No, no, that's no. great. So that actually brings me to my next question, because since COVID, this entire process has really changed. Everything's online. All the pre-reads are self-tapes now. Callbacks are on Zoom. I've done chemistry reads over over Zoom. And gone are the days where actors would come into the offices. And like you were just saying, like you get to know them because they're in the room, you're talking to them, you've had them in multiple times. How do you think um, actors should approach that now, knowing that we don't have that opportunity to get in front of you face to face? Like it's just my tape. So what do you suggest actors to do well, there's, in yeah. order to kind of get you to know them or yeah. get your attention? For sure. I think it's a glass like half full weight way of looking at it too, because getting to know someone, I've actually had more time to get to know people during the pandemic because I'm not sitting in session for hours and hours. So when I watch, say I watch, you know, 50 tapes and two or three of them, I think need notes, then I'll get on Zoom and give the actor notes over Zoom and then really chat with them and get to know them and find out where they live and really sure. talk about the character and talk about themselves and things like that. We also try to um, do work sessions with actors ourselves before, sometimes before we put them in front of the creator of the show, just to give like notes or just help them feel really confident, especially like auditioning on Zoom. So that's like a really good way is that a, a lot of casting directors do that is we them. Um, and also on Zoom, I don't feel like I'm pressured. There's someone waiting in the hallway. Waiting in the hallway. I feel like on Zoom, I've been able to actually spend a lot more time with people. So that would be one way. And then doing your classes where you bring in like a bunch of different people for them to meet, I think it's a really great way. Um, when I go through breakdowns, you can't help but not see like, oh, I've met this person before. I've auditioned them before. On breakdowns, there's a little orange star next to everyone's name that you've ever asked to audition. And you can click. So in the last since 2010 or 11, I can click on that orange star and I can see of all time of the past three months of all time or the past three months of this person auditioning for me. And so I can pull up old auditions from the past year, past three months. I think that year is the other third, third choice. And I can go back and go, oh, right, right, right. They look familiar to me. I met them at Lauren's or I met them, you know, doing sure. a session on Zoom or whatever. Um, oftentimes, like you were saying, um, getting to know people, like even in person, like so many of our projects, I can't even tell you before the pandemic started, 
our first initial round, because we cast a lot of young people, majority of them are self-tapes. So if it's like a lead for a lead or a show or a lead of a movie, so often they would be self-tapes because kids are in school, like in their hometown, like wherever they are. Like the Babysitter's Club, for example, only one girl was from, was in LA. One was in Florida. I found two in Vancouver and I found one in San Diego. And so the one girl in LA and the girl in San Diego actually came in person, but Florida, I never met her till we tested. And the two Vancouver girls, same thing till the day we tested them. Um, I thought I was saving the production money by like searching zip codes in Vancouver because I was like, oh, if we find people local, then we'll get to save money and fly people nope. every episode. No, that wasn't the case. It didn't, it didn't matter. I, I don't, maybe we saved like a tiny bit of money, but it didn't really work out that way. But we were lucky to find the majority of them had done like very, very few things. I think Mamona had had like one line and one little movie. Same thing with the little girl in Florida. She had done one little Hallmark thing movie. And so it's really cool to give people their first job. It might've been Malia's like first job or maybe second job. I, one of our favorite things to do is give people their first job. <laughs> so we've kind of like the girl, the main girl on, on my block. She didn't have an agent or manager or anything. When we had her self tape, she taped on her own through wow. Actors Access when she's living in Atlanta. And that was way before the pandemic, right? Submitting a tape from Atlanta and we flew her in. The one thing that I think the pandemic, like there's p- positives to all of it is that we used to have to spend a lot yes. of money flying people in from all over to test them from Australia or wherever. That got quite expensive if you flew someone in and they weren't right. And that happened often, right. often, right? Because only one person plays the role and we'd fly people in from everywhere. So I do think that that has saved the studios and the productions quite a bit of money. So I do think that um, the other thing that my directors like and the creators of the show is that in a chemistry reader test in person, if two people are talking to each other, we're getting a lot of profile on the camera. Where in Zoom, when they're doing it, we're getting the actors like head on. Interesting. Well, the filmmakers over time that might have been a little bit reluctant at the beginning, they're seeing the actors head on connecting and they're able to see what that coverage looks like. So I always tell actors like your self-tape or your audition is like your coverage right so if you're shooting like a single camera you shoot and there's two people sitting at a diner you'll shoot actor a and you'll turn around and shoot actor b and then you'll turn around and do a two shot of both of them sitting at the diner right and then maybe an establishing shot of like far away of them sitting at the diner so you might go through that same scene like 10 times i always tell actors think of your your coverage as your your audition so you're evoking and connecting to the most important person in the scene which is the other person the person that you're talking to and often when you shoot your coverage they'll have the actor stand right behind the camera they'll have the actor stand right to the side of it so the actor has someone to connect to and talk to and so i always like using that analogy when making a self-tape too of helping reminding actors like even when you're shooting something you'll oftentimes if we can, unless that kid has turned into like a pumpkin or something. But oftentimes we'll have the actor stand right next to the camera. And so it's the same thing when you're making a self-tape, you're having your reader stand right next to the camera and that's who you're connecting to. Are there certain people that, yes, you see mm-hmm. they weren't right for this role, but you really, really like them. So you keep calling them in, right? I just want to reaffirm that because... Oh, all the time. That's right. another way to get to know someone. Yeah. So like over time, say an actor, I've had them audition like 10 different times, right? Never met them in person. So every time I see their tape, I also get to know them because... There's qualities that if 50 people all did the same scene, there's different qualities that they all bring to their work that they have in their heart, you know, that come through. And so seeing them do like 10 different characters, usually there's one or two qualities that keep coming through with that person. And so when the right role comes up, for example, like the Mm -hmm. Milo Mannheim thing, or the same thing with Sophia Wiley, I found her on Instagram years ago. She was a dancer. She only had a dance agent. She didn't have a TV or phone agent or manager. And we were looking for dancers for an episode of Mickey Ricky. I came across her profile, reached out to her dance agent. She came in. She did this like little role for us on Mickey Ricky. And then after we shot the pilot of 
uh, what was called Andy Mac. Mm-hmm. The pilot's called Andy Lynn. The girl that was playing that role um, wasn't available to do the series anymore. She was doing um, a movie. And so she, we had to recast that role in a very short period of time. So I kept bringing Sophia in and worked with her in our office. I gave her like fake old comedy sides I'd done. I kept working with her, getting her better and better. And I showed that tape to Disney to be like, hey, I think this girl could do it. So we gave her the sides, boom, tested her, and she was cast, and she just continued to keep getting better and better. And oh, I got her an agent. I recommended her to meet with Emily at Osbrink um, during that whole process. I'm like, I've done that actually a couple times with Emily. We've gone to test people that didn't have um, a series regular, a couple different agents. We'll just reach out to and can you like, do this hey, test deal? You, um, <laughs> we're, we're testing this actor. They don't have an agent. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have an agent or a manager or anyone to like help out. And she's like stepped in like same day a few times for me, which has been um, which has been great. Okay, so this brings me to this question. Now that you said that you found her on Instagram, how important is social media or isn't it? I think like if there's a special skill, well, so that's a really complicated question. So I use it this summer. I was having our interns. We have um, another project coming up that's going to require a lot of singing over 18, singing, dancing, acting, all of it. And we're always trying to like discover new people. So I love having my um, interns like do deep dives and look for people singing or look for incredible dancers or something like that. So I have them do research for us oftentimes and we'll ask people. We do like really big open calls sometimes for some of our projects. Yeah, like we had to find um, a kid with one leg for a really amazing Apple show that we did called One Small Step. We would search Instagram, right? I would post all the time, all the hashtags like hashtag amputee, hashtag, you know, all the different things, a prosthetic leg, osteosarcoma, like different things that would come up. So for social media, for that, for open calls and searches has been like very, very, very helpful. You know, rarely, rarely, rarely do I ever get asked like, what's this person's engagement? Because for my team, my creators, what's more important to them than any of that is like the best actor, the best person for the job. But I'm sure you're probably wondering like, oh, how important quote is social media for someone to have a big engagement? For all the projects we do, it's never been, it's never made it, it's never made an impact on our role. It's never been like, oh, we're going with Joe Bob actor because he has a higher social media engagement than (laughs) Sally Bob actor (laughs) or whoever. So yes. So I would say that it's really helpful for me for like searching, you know, someone who's a figure we're doing actually a gymnastics movie that we're working on right now and based on a true story and so there's you know I'm sure that that'll come up I'm sure I'll be searching going okay who are actors that are also right, like elite right. athletes <laughs> you know no that makes yeah. perfect sense yeah and I'm I'm happy to hear that it's the best actor too the other yeah. thing we use it for this is really important to tell you the other thing we'll use it for is to help our case with something so when we were casting Aaron and Aaron, we have a Nickelodeon show that's on right now called Aaron and Aaron. We cast last year. And then I think we wrapped it up before Christmas, like the pe- casting of the pilot. And then it went straight to series, I think 13 episodes of spring. And while we were casting it, if there was something that I felt like was a good push for me to like help my producers see a vision, I would screen grab images. So the girl was supposed to be like innately cool. And just like when you meet her, you're like, oh, she's cool. She's just way cooler than I would ever be because I'm not that cool. You're cool to me. And so there were things. So I would. (laughs) Thanks. And maybe my daughter until she's like five and then she'll figure it out. But I would screen grab pictures of like uh, pictures that showed off whatever that trait is. So I would be like, oh my gosh, look how cool this girl is. Like she's braiding her hair yeah. on an airplane. I don't know, like whatever <laughs> it was, it was like super cool. I would grab it, take a picture, and then I would show those pictures over text message to our creators to get them oh, excited about awesome. meeting someone. That's interesting. I haven't heard that one yet. I haven't either. Yeah. I like it. Learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And also it can go the other way. Say an actor is vague and we don't know a lot about them. What we'll do is sometimes we'll do a deep dive on their social media or whatever we can find to find out more about them. If they're surfing or if they, you know, like just things about them that might come through, right? So sometimes the tape might be like a serious role and my producer's like, oh, they're too serious. Well, we'll be like, oh, well, we have this really silly video of her like pretending like she works mm-hmm. at Seven Eleven, like doing a silly skit with her friends, like working at a convenience store and we'll show that, oh, okay. um, that skit. Have you found yeah. too that it could work in the opposite direction that if they're posting things that aren't appropriate, you might pass? So I think if we found that, we just wouldn't share it. <laughs> So casting directors, I love actors to think like we're like another part of their team. So it's like creating a school project, right? So someone asks me to do something, producers hire me to find something. And so I'll put together a presentation that I'm going to present at my school, right? To be like, hey, here's my presentation. So I put forward the people that I think potentially could be best. So I'm hoping and praying they pick one of those people and they love them. Right, 100%. I think that's something that actors don't remember. We're on your side, man. We want, we want, because if you make us look good. So I want, yeah, no, totally. So exactly. So every person that comes, every tape I watch, every person that comes in the room or whatever, in the Zoom room, I should say, I'm like hoping and praying they're the one because then we can move on from that role. There's been roles, like I said before, we can't find and the show never happened, right? It just does, it just goes away because we haven't found that diamond. Different studios work different ways. Some, some are, um, some are like, here's the date, we're shooting the pilot, November 15th, boom, that's happening. And then other studios we work for are like, once you find the star, number one mm-hmm. on the call sheet, then we'll right. then we'll get a start date. So nothing gets greenlit, officially greenlit until you have that person. And so those are really high pressure situations because you're like, oh, they're not making right. the show if we don't find this person. And there's been roles that are like crucial, like the kid with one leg, for example, like that, um, that was for Apple. Like, that's a really hard find. Um, same thing, we had to find a little person, person dwarfism. We're doing a big Hulu series. Ellen Pompeo is playing the mom, and it's the Natalia Grace story. And so we're doing it for Hulu. And so we cast the role about a year and a half ago over over Zoom and whatnot and found um, an actor who doesn't, she doesn't live in this country. We found her because we didn't know how long it was going to take us, six months a year to found her. We found her and then we were supposed to start in January, but they knew the strike was coming. Um, the writer's strike was coming, so everything got got pushed. Actors don't realize, like, even though they think the writer's strike started in May, like, everyone's known since January. So things have truly been slow since January because so many productions stopped production during COVID. They had COVID shutdowns, and so everyone has production insurance, right? And so the production insurance could only allow for so many stops and starts because it's very, very expensive. So productions didn't want to deal with that anymore, knowing there was a strike coming. So instead of the the hundreds of thousands of dollars that cost you when you start, stop, start, stop, they were like, well, let's just not start until we know things are, you know, more in the clear. Yeah. And so that's happened. Actually, a few of our projects have um, have just totally gone on pause um, because of that. That's a whole nother question. <laughs> now that we're on pause, what would you recommend actors do during this period of time? Take your classes. They should be in class. They should. It's a great opportunity, I think, to do something you wouldn't normally have the time to do. I think like there's a bunch of online uh, groundling, Second City, things like that to try to expose themselves to other things that they wouldn't normally have time with. Take a singing class, take a vocal class, take a dance class, take a ballroom class. Try to do things that you normally don't feel like you have the time to do. And try different things out, learn a different skill, learn sign language. I also think that learning a skill that's applicable to life is also important. Actors, oftentimes, I tell actors, like, you can study for a test in school and get an A. You can study for an audition and never know your grade. It's really hard that that tank doesn't fill up when you get zero feedback. What's my grade? 
well, in your heart, you did a good job, right? So doing something for yourself that has nothing to do with this silly business sometimes is like doing something for yourself, learning sign language. Well, that's something you could volunteer in your community. You could be a translator, you know, and help kids who um, need to advocate for themselves or whatever. So like, I always think finding something, learning a skill that would help you in life, but then also could be fun to use in acting at some point is, is a really great time to like learn something new. Amber, Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this information. I know. Well, we drop very (laughs) short episodes. We're like, we're like 15 minute, 20 minute, just, just gems and pearls of information. And we can always have you back. And we're always love to have, we always love talking and spending time with you. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm your girl whenever you need me. And just for those of you listening, Lauren is the state of Texas (laughs) so lucky to have her. Like it's just you don't even know how lucky you are to have her close by to you guys to learn from the best the kindest the best acting coach around and just kindest human like I just think kids are so lucky that's why I'm always recommending everyone (laughs) anyone who I meet on the street it's like I'm gonna do this I'm like go even my neighbor my neighbor go anyone like everyone um you're so sweet well I adore you thank you so much thank you Amber and let's do lunch soon of course (laughs) Of course. Okay, bye, okay, girl. Okay, talk to you bye. soon. Okay, bye. Well, everybody, that was Amber Horn. And again, just an amazing human and she's such so a lovely. wealth of knowledge. I, mean, I know. She's just like the nicest human being I ever. Know. I know. She's Can been you- so great to the studio. Such a great friend mm-hmm. to you personally, but also to the studio, to yeah. the kids here. And just a lovely person to be around. Yeah. Love her. Love her. Thank if you, you ever get so to audition much, for her, Yes. If you ever get to audition for her, you're a lucky, lucky actor. That wraps up today's episode. Thank you, everybody, for coming and listening. You know, we drop our episodes every Thursday. And you can follow us at Instagram at actor101 underscore. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye.